Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Food Therapy Podcast. Today, we have on a very special guest, my sister, also known as my maid of honor, also known as Yes Ma'am, Missy Modell. Hello, everybody. Pleasure to do this. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So Lauren is on vacation, and I thought, who better than to bring on my sister to do a full debrief recap of the wedding weekend. And I am still exhausted. I don't know about you. I'm just like, today's the first day I finally feel myself, but still so tired. I'm exhausted. And isn't this something Jeremy does? You guys do a debrief. So this is our debrief for everyone to hear. Yes. And you know, maybe what we can do too, Jeremy and I always do a high-low weirdo. So we will do that for the wedding. Genius. So I want to just, I feel like we haven't even had a full debrief yet. So this is like our chance to kind of debrief on how the weekend went. And um, I'm curious, like from an outsider perspective, how did you feel the weekend had gone? I have to be honest. It's so interesting being the older sister and seeing the person you've known the longest and the person you love the most in the whole world going through this experience. Cause I've been the, I've been bridesmaid. I've never been the maid of honor in this way to someone so close to me. And it was truly surreal. And I know during my speech to you, I said, I felt like I was dissociating, but I felt like it was genuinely, and I'm not just saying this because you're my sister, one of the most special love filled weekends I've ever experienced in my whole life. Like it was just love for a venue so big. It was just intimate. And I don't know how you accomplished that. Did you feel that way? I did feel that way. And I think going back to your comment on disassociation, I felt that way Friday night. So for everyone listening, Friday, we had hosted a rehearsal dinner for about 40 people. And then we opened it up to the rest of the wedding party. So it was like 180 people. And in the first 20 minutes of Friday night, I did not feel present. I felt completely dissociated. And it wasn't until we actually sat down where I was having a conversation with one of my best friends who I was sitting next to where I felt, okay, like I'm here, but it took some time to get there. But yeah, I agree. The whole weekend just felt so warm and everyone who was there like truly loves Jeremy and I. And I think that they've, they love our relationship and they love who we are together. So it, it was such a blessing and, and so beautiful to see everyone come together and be genuinely excited to be there. I mean, everybody listening, Brittany was sobbing walking down the aisle. And I just have never seen that before. And it was the oh. sweetest thing I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. So let, let's kind of take it back to Saturday morning because yeah. I was afraid I was going to be a ball of stress. Obviously, I, I run anxious. Like my baseline is you know, let's call it a six out of 10 anxiety level, even if there was nothing else going on. And so me, 
Yeah. You don't read that way at all. I'm just saying. Well, that's because I'm on Lexapro. But <laughs> okay. like, I'm saying like, even with the Lexapro, my, my anxiety levels run like five or six. Mm-hmm. It's just my baseline. But I slept, Missy and I slept in the same bed Friday night. I we cuddled. <laughs> I slept. <laughs> I slept so well. Like I passed out. <laughs> Saturday, I was. <laughs> Saturday, I was so calm. I was so calm to the point where people were like, "Did you take a clonopin or, or a Xanax?" Because you are just like so chill. But You're so chill. Yeah, I think I was just so happy to be with my friends. I was so excited to see Jeremy. And I felt really good, which I want to talk about too, because I realized like as the day was going on and looking back, I didn't think about my body that much, which is such a cool realization. Like it, you know, I think I was more aware of it maybe on Friday night. I don't even know why. And I was, it didn't impact my night whatsoever. But Saturday, I just didn't think about it. Like I was getting lifted up on a chair, didn't think about it. I took thousands of photos and was being videoed, didn't think about it. So I want to definitely get back to that. But I wanted to read, I actually came up with some mantras going into the wedding weekend. I had a therapy session and my concern was I'm slightly type A. Like I had been planning this wedding for 18 months and I'm like, if something goes wrong, I will know because I know every single detail that's going into this wedding. And I also wanted to make sure that just because something went wrong or didn't go accordingly, it wasn't going to fully mess up my entire wedding weekend or wedding day. So some of the mantras that I came up with, so one, you are marrying the love of your life, sit back, take a breath and enjoy. Mantra two, be present, don't miss it. And mantra three, everything will be okay. It's just one day, make the most of it. These are amazing, Brett. And I didn't even have to look at them because there wasn't a point at all during, you know, from the time that the Friday night started through Sunday that I felt like I needed a mantra, but I had those kind of on the back back end of things. Mm-hmm. Did you think that you could ever get to this point? Like for people listening who are not in this very, you know, advanced state that you're in, because I don't even know if I'm where you're at right now. What would you say to them? Well, with which part? Just the comfort and the, the zenness and the letting go of how you feel, of how you look and just kind of existing in the moment. Yeah, I, I was surprised with how much I was able to be present. And I also want to mention, I did not have a sip of alcohol the entire weekend. I actually, I had one sip of the of the specialty cocktail when we were eating the appetizers. But besides that, I... Tell them what the specialty cocktails were. It was a Paloma, but I didn't drink. And I was twerking on stage. Like that was my comfort level. I literally twerked on stage. I was grinding by myself on the dance floor. I have never felt more confident and more just present and also just like not giving a crap about what other people think. In so my- why... So why that night do you think you felt that way? I think I felt really good. Like I I loved my hair and makeup. And 
what I loved about it was it, it felt like me just a little bit more glam than I usually go, but I felt like myself. And also I don't know how much of this plays into it, but when it's your wedding and you're dressed up, every single person's complimenting you. So maybe it got to my head a little bit. (laughs) I mean, you looked insane. You look gorgeous. Every single person was complimenting you. So like, by the time I got to like 8 PM, I was like, feeling myself like I am magnificent. Yeah. So I don't know how much, uh, you know, of that part played into it, but I also was just so excited. I'm like, I'm marrying my person and who cares what other people think, how I look like, I feel like I look good. Jeremy thinks that I look good. I was just so happy. And what I so appreciate everyone saying to me is like, your happiness was like seeping through your pores. And to me, that is such a better compliment than you look so pretty. You look so great. It's like, you look so happy. It was joyful. It was like, whatever the word after happy is. Just, it was just joy. What did Jeremy say when he first saw you? I don't know. Was he... This This is so Jeremy. I go, so what, what did you think my dress was going to look like? Is this what you imagined? He was like, don't take this the wrong way, but I've never thought about what your dress was going to look like. <laughs> so obvious and like just she's like I, I knew it was not going to be simple he's like I, I knew it was not gonna be a simple straight dress there was going to be some like volume to it but he no he did not spend his waking nights thinking about what my wedding dress Shocking. was like but he, he said you look beautiful like you look so pretty and then of course I need the extra validation so I'm like so do you think I look good like over and over again and he's like I, yeah. you look great like I, I told you I think you look beautiful <laughs> I know that. But yeah, it was. And so what's interesting is, you know, I had been doing so much work on myself for like a decade, both from an anxiety standpoint and a self-esteem standpoint and a confidence standpoint, and also like a body image food standpoint. And so oftentimes I'll have new bride-to-be's come to me and say like, I don't know if I'm ready for this type of work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really hard to start the process of intuitive eating if you are not mentally there and you're not willing to see your body change, which I understand because there is so much pressure that, that happens when somebody gets married. Like there's almost this expectation of you're going to be the smallest you're ever going to be. And from day one, I did not want that to be me. I, when we were dress shopping and boy, did we look at a lot of dresses, I made sure that my dress fit with a flow. Like I didn't want it to be skin tight in my body. I didn't want to feel like I couldn't eat that day. I wanted to be able to eat how I normally ate. And I'm so glad that I did that because in hindsight, I was so stressed the last few months. I cannot imagine what it would have been like being that stressed, but then on top of it being stressed because I'm stressed about my body and, and hungry. Um, eating and hungry. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's what struck me the most is just watching you through this process because, you know, I'm not even married or engaged yet. And all I know of is like shredding for the wedding and bride body and all of these things. And you did not succumb to it once. And it didn't even cross your mind, despite maybe even people like putting those ideas in her head. You know, it did come to mind a few times. And I think what what really came to mind the most is when my other friends who are also 
brides or they're they're planning their weddings are telling me that they're dieting or that they are following a certain regimen. And in, there was like split seconds of like, it almost was like, should I be doing that? But immediately it was followed by like, absolutely not. Like, no. And yeah. something that really struck me, one of my clients said to me that every time she looks at pictures of herself from her wedding, she feels sad because she doesn't recognize a person looking back at her in the photos. And I wanted to feel myself. I wanted to look like myself. I want to show my future kids. This is what mom looks like. Like this is mom's body. And she's so proud of it. And mm -hmm. I also do want to recognize, and I think it's important to recognize that I have straight size privilege. I've been privileged, meaning I'm in a straight size body and there's a level of societal acceptance in the body that I'm in, even though there's still pressure to be a certain size, it's, it is important to recognize that privilege. But going back to, you know, women or whoever who are going to be married, and if you don't feel like this work is for you yet, I do think that there are still ways in which you can help to heal your relationship with your body, um, you know, in preparation for the wedding. So having kinder self-talk, you know, having a more gentle approach and an, a gentle narrative with yourself and not not being cruel and punishing yourself and starving yourself leading up to one day of your life. Because what's going to end up happening is one, you're going to be really hungry and cranky and you're going to be weak and you're going to have no energy the day of. You're going to, it's going to make everything so much more stressful leading up to the wedding. And then I think a lot of brides end up binging like soon yeah. after because they're so hungry. The day's finally over and you know, if you go on your honeymoon and all of a sudden you're just like binging out of control, that also is just so uncomfortable mm -hmm. and it creates a lot of shame. What's something you didn't expect that happened on your wedding or how you felt? Was there anything that was interesting or unexpected? I think the dancing was really unexpected. <laughs> I had so much fun and I, I, that's like the best way to say it. I just had so much fun. I danced the entire time I was on stage. I was twerking. I was, you know, when I changed into my after party outfit, I felt like I was like in vomits for years again. Like I was dancing with my high school guy friends. It was just, I had so much fun. And so that part to me, was surprising the fact that like I wasn't second guessing myself I wasn't thinking like do I look silly because I don't I don't consider myself a good dancer I you just are but I, I wouldn't if somebody were to say are you a good dancer I wouldn't say yes I would say like yeah like I like to dance but I felt like I was a good dancer and that you, was amazing. maybe you've been inhibited this whole time like you genuinely were like maybe rhythmic Maybe. And I think in the past, like my body image has definitely created a pause when it comes to dancing. It makes you just like, think about like, what do I look like? Or how do people perceive me? I didn't care. I literally yeah. did not care what I looked like, who was watching me. All I cared about was the music and just the pure bliss and happiness. I mean, it was emanating. I loved every second of it. I, I'm still looking at photos every single day. Same. And my voice is still hoarse. <laughs> I look at photos and videos and it was just, 
It was as perfect as it could have been. Uh, well, should we get into something that happened? <laughs> yeah. I mean, mom's not going to listen to this. So I, I feel Does like mom know you have a podcast? Maybe not. Okay. I think perhaps, but I, I think there, there needs to be context because I truly think it was coming from a positive, like funny of course. place, but it was not received that way with the rest of the audience. And so for context, when Missy and I were young, our grandma used to say that I, I, Brittany had the pretty face and Missy had the beautiful body, which if you were to share that, it's like, oh, that's nice. But it, it wasn't super nice because what it meant was I had the pretty face, Missy didn't. Missy had the great body and I didn't. That's that's how I, I don't know if you read that that way. Like when I was younger, all I heard was that I don't have a, a nice body. Did you yeah, feel and I'm And I'm ugly. But did you feel that way growing up when you would hear yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Um, so <laughs> our, you know, our mom during this, her speech, which I read, I just want to say, I read beforehand, edited it, and it was not present. This was an off the cuff moment. It was an off the cuff moment. An Um, improvised statement. Yeah. It was. So I think the joke was that people used to tell me that I have the face and Missy has the body. When I tell you that I apparently there were gasps in the audience and there might have been slight booing. <laughs> um, and I like the moment it happened, I was like, that just didn't feel necessary to say, but I kind of let it go. Apparently, a lot of my friends went up to Jeremy saying, like, is Brittany okay? And no, is Missy okay? <laughs> but no, do you know what's funny? No one made the connection for you. And then afterwards, when we're like, but that's also offensive to Missy, they're like, oh, yeah, that is offensive. How is that not like a parent, though? That's interesting. I don't know. Maybe because it was a speech about mostly me, even though it started off about you. And I whispered to you, did you write the speech? Because it should be more about me. Um, so I, I think it it also shows us that our generation is learning what not to say and what could be offensive. And I I do think that so many of our parents, friends won't repeat what dad said, but you know, our parents and our parents' friends are so deeply entrenched in diet culture and just the normalization of using that type of language where I think most people would hear that our age and say like, okay, you can't say that. That's I know it's random, not random, because obviously I've been very indoctrinated into this world for several years because of you. I was watching Shark Tank and there was a guy on there and he showed a before photo. Like he had a weight loss journey and it inspired him to start this company. And they flashed a before photo and Barbara Corker and said, wow, you look a lot better now. And, and like, so, how is yeah, that okay? It's not, but it... One, once your eyes are open to it, you actually can't unsee it. Like once yeah. you notice it, all of a sudden, like all of these TV shows and movies have wildly like fat phobic statements. And when you think about it, we're conditioned from such a young age to think that's normal. Um, and so I'm not hurt. I don't know if you're hurt. I'm not hurt by that statement. I've heard it so many times before. I think people are surprised it and they were like are you okay but 
I, I think someone could have been offended. Um, I'm not hurt because I don't believe it for either of us. And it it, who cares? Like, I don't know what that means. And I, I, again, like, I don't think it was malicious. She might've been nervous and said it. It just interesting. Yeah. But it was, it was interesting to say the, say the least. Yeah. A question that I feel like I often get is like, what did, what, if anything, did you do leading up to the wedding? And like I said, I, of course, did not cut out any foods, any types of foods, any food groups, any desserts. Jeremy and I were eating like black and white cookies up until, you know, the day before the wedding. But there were some things that I I did do. You know, I, for the most part, I really cut down on alcohol for several reasons. One, it gives me anxiety. Like I don't sleep well when I drink. And so I was already pretty stressed the month of, there were so many things to do. There were so many nights where I just didn't sleep. Like I woke up one night at one or two in the morning and started doing table seating arrangements, like on the couch. So I, I, you know, I really cut down on alcohol and also I think skin just looks so much better when you're, you know, you're not drinking. Like my skin just looked so hydrated And I also did do a facial, which made it even more hydrated, but I spent so much time just like doing exfoliations and moisturizing. And there's something so calming about it. It it became like my, my nighttime routine. And I'll never forget when I used to go in mom's bathroom as she was getting ready for bed, I was like 12 or 11. I was like, why do adults do this? Like, that doesn't look fun. I'm never going to do skincare. Like, I don't care about that. And skincare has become this like way for me to really decompress and just relax. Do you feel that way? I do. Of course. I I love it. it. I love the way it makes me feel and makes my, my skin feel, um, you know, other things that I did, I did some Botox, which initially I, I kind of freaked out about because as a naturally anxious human, anything that feels different in my body kind of causes freak out. And I couldn't move my forehead. It felt very stiff. I would just take videos of my face, like trying to move my eyes and Jeremy like, what are you doing? But I think it looks great now. Like I really like it. I don't know if I'm like running back tomorrow to do it, but I am glad that I did it. I have been working out. I, I feel like I rediscovered a joy for movement again. Like I feel so strong and it was important for me too, to just have stamina. Like I wanted to dance a lot and not get like easily winded and out of breath. And I felt like over COVID, especially like I just totally lost my endurance, my stamina. Like I would get easily like really out of breath. And so it feels really good to feel strong. And I'm sure like you know, that led to a level of confidence too. Cause I just, I felt strong. Like I, I felt really good. Mm-hmm. And then trying to hydrate more, drinking more water goes back to like the hydration and also just like feeling more energized as well. I'm very, yeah. I feel like all of these things are almost not what you would expect as part of a pre-wedding protocol. And, and some of it is, I think like the facial and manicure, yeah. manicure but, but the it, self-care, yeah. I feel like the self-care is often like the last thing. It's like very frantic feeling. Yes. And I love your approach. Yeah. 
it was it was a self-care first approach and I wanted to think about what were things that were going to help me to feel relaxed, feel good, feel confident. And all of those things felt good. Oh, I also like got my hair color done. I got a haircut. I got highlights. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I didn't care about what I looked like. Like I definitely cared what I looked like. I just wasn't willing to starve myself and be in a body that was not naturally mine. Right. Anything else from the wedding. Like there's just, there's so much that happened. It was such a long day. And it was just, I feel like at the same time, it fully sped by. How did you feel all day? Like as maid of honor, as my sister, how did you feel? I feel like I was just managing a lot of emotions the whole day. And, you know, I was running on adrenaline and I was so happy. Like I, I just feel like being in that environment, you just absorb the love so easily. It just, you know, it was an incredible day. It's truly a blur and it was a whirlwind, but it was absolutely beautiful and incredible. And just being with everybody and celebrating this love that you two have, it was just really special. I think something else that I love too is blending our two worlds. Mm -hmm. Like obviously our families have met, but... Jeremy is from Cincinnati and, you know, he went to Emory and all of his friends were there and they got to meet my friends and like my college friends, my high school friends, my lifelong friends. And I thought that was really special because, you know, if you want to know who someone is, like show them your friends. It's like, that's like an entry point into someone's life. And I was just so happy to be able to share that with him and, you know, have my friends meet his friends. I think seeing Jeremy with the wedding ring on was bizarre. That was very odd and amazing. I stared at it. I mean, it's only been like five days, but I, I'm <laughs> like stared at it all the time. He looks you, good. He likes it. Does he? Of course yeah. he does. Do you feel different being a wife now? Has something shifted? I would say the only thing that felt different was I always felt so included in his friends and family and loved by his friends and family, but there was something that felt really official, Mm. um, becoming his wife and like getting married that felt different. Even you saying it. Yes. I mean, it's surreal. Yeah. And I'm always going to be Brittany Modell, but now I'm Brittany Modell learner. Can we talk about that really quickly? Because I actually saw a stat that was so interesting that there's this movement around like women not wanting to change their yeah. last name. Yeah. So just like, I think that's part of this conversation too. Do, and do you feel like publicly you'll ever be Brittany Lerner or you're going to maintain Brittany Modell professionally and then personally would be Brittany Modell Lerner? I think the, the latter. Um, so I agree. Like, obviously I didn't see that statistic, but... I had asked a lot of my friends when I was writing their escort cards, did you take on your husband's name? So many of them said I did not, which I think is so cool. It's so interesting. Yeah. For me, it's like our last name is so much of my identity that I would never get rid of it entirely. But I do think that there's something really cool about taking on your husband's name, you know, and eventually we want to start a family someday. And I do think it's just like, logistically easier to have the same last name. But mm-hmm. I I have noticed a very similar pattern. I feel like there are two groups of people. There's one group where the wife literally changes her Instagram handle like the night of the wedding. Oh yeah. 
And then there's this whole other group where they're like, nope, I'm keeping my last name. And that's just how it is. I think I fell somewhere in the middle. I'm not running to change my last name tomorrow. It's also so much work to do so. But I think there's something really exciting and cool to take on his last name. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What would you do? Do you have any idea what you would want to do? I think professionally and publicly facing, I will always be Missy Modell because I feel like not, your name. not saying even more than you, but that is literally me. Yeah, MM. And MM, it's just who yeah. I am. Yeah, I think when I get married, I'll probably personally, just for like travel and with kids, it's probably easier to take on the last name for that way. But I think I'll never drop my yeah. last name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way. So Paige is my middle name and that got cut, which is fine. Sorry, um, Paige. Sorry, Paige. I was honestly, I never felt that connected to Paige. I like no. liked it, but, and I don't know. So besides that, like everything feels the same. I think obviously there are things that will change. Like I will go on his health insurance, like we're going to talk about financial stuff and what we're going to do. I think there's so many different ways that my friends have done things from like a financial yeah. standpoint. Um, I don't think there's any one way to do anything anymore. And that's just so cool. It's like, you have to do what feels comfortable for you and what makes the most sense for you and your partner. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. The last thing that I want to talk about is the idea of like post wedding blues. I was, we haven't talked about that because I keep asking, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Because a lot of my friends have experienced like a drop off. That was their yes. life. Yes. I feel like relief. Mm -hmm. um, I part of me is like, oh my God, I'm never going to get that moment back being in that room, being in that dress. But I felt so present. I love the fact that I didn't drink because it allowed me to be fully, fully present. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't tipsy. Um, I didn't black out. Like none of that. I was, I was able to really be there. But so far, you know, it's Thursday. Ask me maybe next week when it really hits. I have not had the blues. The day after the wedding, I felt really anxious. Mm. I don't know why. I think part of it was just because I didn't sleep, which exhaustion, pure exhaustion. I felt anxious, like, yeah. and it almost felt like that, that hangover anxiety when like you have something to drink and something just like your stomach just feels like a pit in the stomach. So I yeah. did that, but I don't feel blue. Cause I'm like, I have all these amazing memories. It could not have gone better you know, the room was magnificent. I had a vision and the florist fully executed it. I had a vision of the song that I was going to walk down the aisle to. That was done so beautifully. The ceremony, the vows, like everything just worked so well. And so if anything, I feel a sense of relief. I'm excited to begin this next chapter. I'm excited to really get back into my work and you know, I hadn't posted on Instagram in over a month just because I just didn't have the emotional capacity to do so. And we're planning our honeymoon for Italy in September. So I feel like that is something I'm so looking forward to diving into. I mean, Italy is my favorite. I've been to I told you to do Italy. Did you? Yes. 
Are you kidding me? You were going to do New Zealand. We were going to, yeah, we were thinking of New Zealand, but then the seasons just like didn't make sense. No, Italy is in September is unreal. Yes. We're so excited. I also feel like maybe and this is a huge generalization, but for people that feel the wedding blues, it's like that truly was their entire life. And I think you've done a really great job of balancing and maintaining autonomy where it wasn't just the wedding. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was really deep in it. <laughs> like, it's to the point where I had to like think of other things to talk about with people because I was so consumed with everything wedding. And it, generally, yeah. people don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, we were we were actively trying to not bring it up unless somebody brought it up because, like, we had an eighteen month engagement. That is yeah. a really long time to plan something, and yeah. I actually did feel very much in it when I was in it. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know what to make of the fact that I don't have wedding blues, like maybe because I have no regrets and I was managing expectations all along. Like I knew this day was going to come mm-hmm. and perhaps there was, there is some relief in knowing that there's like nothing else to do because for the last month, every single day we had something to do. Like whether it was the guest list, escort cards, laurels like there was something every day and i think it's normal to be blue because you're coming off of such an emotional high and having that going from that to all of a sudden like things are back to normal i also gave myself a few days from off of work which felt nice we had a day in like brooklyn to kind of recover so i don't know i'm kind of like weirded out that i'm not more blue I'm like almost waiting for it to come. I have therapy next week. So maybe we'll see what happens. I also think like you've been blue after your bat mitzvah, after big birthdays. But I think the fact that this is, it wasn't the wedding being the end. It was the beginning of your life. Mm -hmm. So it's, there is no end point. It didn't end. This is truly just the start of everything. I love that. Yeah. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Like you have Jeremy. You don't need that. Like that's all well and great and beautiful to celebrate in that way. But the prize and the the gift is Jeremy. Yes. The joining of the families and the friends. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, it's really exciting. And with that, like, there's also fear of like, oh my God, like when you love someone so much, you know, there's that anxiety. Like I want this to stay like this and to feel this way. Um, Yeah. You will. I'm just so happy and tired and thrilled, but exhausted. Yeah. And I can't wait for the photos and the videos and everything else to come back. How did I do as maid of honor? You were great. You Why are you surprised? Um, it's like a hesitation. No, it, it's not hesitation. I think you're really good at... Like when I was stressed and I was a little stressed on Saturday, just managing the broken outlets and like, you know, people and everything. I feel like you totally stepped up and I, I did not think I had to worry about anything. Like I felt like things were taken care of and I'm so appreciative and so grateful. So I thought you did an amazing job. And I, I think it's also not easy to make everything about someone else, unless I'm just like a selfish person. But I would say that was a huge surprise for me because I do love being the center of attention, yeah. as you know. 
but I love you so much that it actually felt okay to give you the spotlight, which was really huge and showed my own personal growth because it is hard, I think, to especially your younger sister. Yeah. I mean, even your older sister, I cried at your bat mitzvah because I wasn't getting adequate attention. (laughs) We have documentation. I asked the photographer, I'm like, do you want like solo photos of me? He's like, no, no, it's okay. And then I started hysterically crying. So I'm like, why is he getting all the attention? So I do yeah. think it's really hard. And I yeah. I felt that happiness from you and and the joy. And I obviously love the relationship that you have with Jeremy. And it's so genuine. And it it definitely came through. You were incredibly selfless all weekend. And grateful. It's a best case scenario. And I feel like it's annoying. People probably listening are like, oh my God, they're such Pollyannas. But I feel really grateful that I have a brother and a new family that I genuinely adore and love and respect. I don't think most people have that. Yeah. So, and I don't know if it's so common. So I just feel, I think that's really special for me too, just to spend time with everyone this past weekend. So to take it kind of, Take, a, take me out of it and, and talking to other brides or other people who will be attending big events. The best advice that I can give is, you know, what are you hoping out of the day? Mm-hmm. Like what, what is your biggest hope and how do you want to feel on that day? For me, like I, I wanted to feel joy. I wanted to feel calm. I wanted to feel myself and I didn't, I didn't want to feel like I was thinking about my body all the time or thinking about how hungry I was. And at the end of the day, like it's really going to be up to the individual person, like what they want their day to look like and what they want to look back and remember. Like I can, I can look back and remember that I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. And hopefully there will only be more happy days, but I like my every single photo of me. Like I was just beaming. I was so, so happy. And I'm just so grateful that I've been able to put in the work both from like a physical standpoint, emotional standpoint, mental standpoint to get to that place. And I also recognize that it took years. So if you're not quite at that point yet, what can you do? You know, if your wedding is in three weeks, three months, if you're you're single and you're not dating anyone yet, but you hope to have that experience or have big events. What do you want that day to look like? And how can you start to build towards that day? And how can you start to just be kinder to yourself? Like being mean and cruel gets us nowhere. It like you can't shame yourself into being a certain size body. It's just going to make you feel sad and like a failure. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had known that, you know, 10, 20 years ago, but I'm so grateful that I can look at myself now and be like, yeah, like I'm by no means perfect. And, you know, are there things that I would like to change? Sure. Is it worth it for me to change my entire life to do that? Like, definitely not. No. And so being able to manage expectations and just get to a level of acceptance is, you know, one of the best gifts that you can give yourself. Yeah. All right. This was fun. This has been an honor and a privilege. Also, the fact that we're any kind of energy right now, I think is admirable. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Me too. Oh, I have no voice. (laughs) Me too.
No, the morning I woke up for the wedding, I was like, I can't talk. Oh my God. Um, and then you. told me to stop talking. And I was like, that's just not going to be possible. Who did? Sarah was like, don't yeah. speak at your wedding. Don't speak. Don't speak. Um, all right. Well, we will talk to you all soon. Thanks. Bye, so everyone. Thanks, babe. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at foodtherapypod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.